What's up, guys, and welcome to another episode of Comics and Cinema. I am your host, Alex Klein, and today we're going to be talking about cinema and particularly the weekend box office results and how they compared to my predictions back on Friday, along with um, sort of a discussion on movies. So I'm going to start by saying I didn't get to seeing any movies this weekend in theaters. Um, I saw Scary Stories on Thursday, but um, the the spread of movies that came out this weekend, I, I don't know, none of them really got me going, oh, I got to leave my house and, and go check them out. And I wanted to point that out too. And, and that's kind of what I'm going to be talking about throughout this episode, since I'm not going to be talking about any actual movies that I saw, is um, an interesting thing that I think you're going to get from listening to this podcast versus um, you know the reviews that you'll see online from movie critics and whatnot is I am not a professional critic by any means. Um, you know, there are some days that I wish I was, and there's some days that I certainly think I am, but I'm not, not at all. I have a um, I have a, a day job. I have a desk job that requires a lot for me, along with a lot of hobbies that I have in my free time. I'm married. I have a family, and so I am a lot. I am like a lot of people in America where. Going to the movies, as much as I love it, and and again, this is a very new podcast, so you guys haven't seen it. I've seen a lot of movies already this year, but I'm not the kind of person that is going to try and see every single movie because one, I'm not being paid to see these movies, and two, I uh, I'm not being paid to see these movies. So I uh, there's going to be times where I won't go to the movies or I won't see them because I either would rather be relaxing at home. I it has to. There's got to be a lot of factors, and and people talk about this all the time. But there are a lot of factors in going to the movies. One being, do you want to spend your money to go see those movies? Well, for me, that's not a problem because I have AMC A list. But the bigger one for me is, do I want to spend my time going to see these movies? I have a very strict regimen when it comes to um, film, the same way with comics. As you've noticed with my comics, I am very um, I'm very detailed when it comes to which ones I read and when I read them. I, as you can see, I've got comics that I, I get monthly from Midtown. I have comics that I get weekly from the comic shop. I have comics that I read on Marvel Unlimited. And I do that specifically so that I can save money in different areas because I don't get paid to read and review comics. And so um, with movies, it's a little different because I can see whatever movies I want at AMC. But that timepiece is different because my library system in my um, my county, the Douglas County Libraries, uh, they get every single movie at the library when they come out. So I, if I don't see a movie in theaters, more than likely I'll watch it when it comes to the library. Typically, either the week it comes out, or if I end up uh, being far back on the holds list, uh, sometimes those lists can get up into the hundreds, and then it'll take me a while to see it. But for the most part, if it's a movie, like for example, on Friday I was really pumped about uh, wanting to see Where'd You Go, Bernadette. But I just couldn't pull myself, you know, to go see it, and I'll probably just see it when it comes to uh, DVD at the library, or you know, there may be a day where I have nothing to do and I'll check it out, or I'll check out Good Boys, that sort of thing. But for right now, I felt zero urgency to go see any of these films. And um, what's funny is no one else did, and that's going to bring us into the first portion of this, which is the weekend box office results. So this weekend, and um, I made some predictions on the Friday podcast, but this weekend was not a good weekend for most of these movies. The surprise hit, which I'm I'm sort of surprised, not too super surprised, was Good Boys. So um, Good Boys was on a budget of $20 million, 
and uh, it made 21 million in its uh, the weekend estimates. So again, these aren't the actuals, but these are the estimates, and they're typically right right on spot. So 21 million for Good Boys put it at the number one movie of the weekend. It beat out Hobbs and Shaw, which got only got 14 million, uh, and in third place was The Lion King with another 11 million. And we will be getting to The Lion King here in a little bit um, once we finish up this box office stuff. But um, what I want to point out is. Uh, and I read this on a couple of uh, of critics' uh, articles as well, is a lot of these movies bombed this weekend, which is unfortunate. But again, like I said, just from my own perspective, because I'm not being paid to see these movies, a lot of that time is is going to be better spent elsewhere. And I think a lot of other people thought that too. Well, why why do I need to go see... Um, 47 meters down when, you know, there's really nothing pushing me to see that or blinded by the light or angry birds as well as well did not do well. Angry birds, interestingly enough, uh, has a $65 million budget and it only made 10 million, 10.5 million this weekend, which is very, very low. And uh, I'm, I'm surprised that was under my expectation. So I'm going to go down the list here and just talk about those ones briefly. So I predicted that Where'd You Go Bernadette would get two to five million and it got 3.4 million. So in that in that sense, I was pretty close. Uh, they're calling that one a bomb. It, I don't know what the budget of that movie is, but again, I, I'm not surprised because, like I said, that movie was supposed to come out a while ago. I swear to God it was supposed to come out a while ago, and, and it didn't. I don't know if they pushed it back or what, but there was not a lot of marketing for that movie, so I can see why it didn't do so well. Blinded by the Light, I predicted it would get 10, I said it would get the indie 10 million, but it didn't even get that. It got 4.4 million, and that one was also called a bomb as well. And I, I can see why as well. It's a very specific movie. You've got to not only like, I guess, if you like indie movies, but it's a it's a British movie. So if you don't like British movies, then there's that. But also, it's a um, what's the guy's name? It's a Bruce Springsteen movie. And if you don't like Bruce Springsteen, or you you're not a fan of Bruce Springsteen, then boom, there's it. It's a very specific movie. And so that's obviously I was even a little high on my expectations. Now, unfortunately, this one bums me out as well. Is uh, I predicted ten to fifteen million or higher for Forty Seven Meters Down, and it only made nine million. But the good news is that movie's budget was only twelve million. So I have a feeling, hopefully, it can make its money back. I'm all about those scary about scary movies with animals like Crawl or Forty Seven Meters Down. So I hope they keep making those movies. And then Good Boys, I said 15 million, maybe more, and yeah, definitely more, 21 million. And then Angry Birds, I said 20 million, maybe 30, and I was I was saying that because it's a sequel, it's IP that people recognize, oh, you know, I play the Angry Birds, all that sort of stuff. Uh, so I'm surprised that not a lot of people went and saw it, only $10.5 million on a $65 million budget. That's not good. That's not good at all, and I don't think it uh, made a lot overseas either. I don't even know if it released overseas. I'm going to check here in just a sec. But, um, uh, yeah, no, I don't think it's it has not released yet in uh, overseas, it doesn't look like. So that's, you know, there's that. But what's interesting about this is the kind of the thing that I wanted to talk about, and that is, yeah, I didn't see any movies this weekend, but I figured this is a good a good thing to talk about, something to get off my chest, see if you guys agree with me. Um, there's probably going to be certain episodes where there isn't, maybe like this where I don't see movies, and I'm going to try and come up with topics to speak on. And in this topic, it's going to be something that's been on my mind, it's been on a lot of people's minds, and that is basically the current state of movies. And I think what's happening in, in the world, or at least in America, it, or at least on Twitter and, and the social media sphere, is there's just been this 
wave of cynicism with people and, and the movies. And there's, there's obviously there's reasons for it. And there's, um, there's good reasons, there's bad reasons. But I, 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 I try to come at this with a positive opinion on on the current state of movies. Because it seems like these days, everybody on social media, or at least, you know, the, the people who are writing this stuff, everything is always bad. It seems like everything's always bad. If something overperforms, it's a shock. It's, oh my God. If something even does okay, it's like, wow, that was unexpected. But then if something sort of doesn't do well, oh, that movie bombed, this movie bombed, uh, cinema is dead, movies are dead. Um, and it's just, it's not, in my opinion, it's not, that's not the case. And uh, I could be wrong. And I, and I know in some instances I am wrong because I know from what I've read that movie theater attendance has gone down. And that's why they've done things like AMC A-List, Movie Pass, all that sort of stuff to try and get people to come to the movies because it really is a big ask from people these days, especially in this whole streaming world where, oh, I don't need to watch this movie. Like I just said, I don't need to watch this movie right now. I'm going to get it at the library. Well, substitute that for I don't need to watch this movie right now. I can watch it on Netflix or I'll watch it when it comes on Amazon Prime or also I've got stuff I already need to watch on on Netflix. And a show of hands of how many of you out there have a list now like an actual list of all of the shows and movies that you're trying to watch on Netflix or HBO or Hulu or uh, or Amazon or probably Disney Plus when it comes out. I mean, we are just so inundated these days with content, and it, it's something that people haven't experienced before, and it, it's a very new thing where... Um, back in the day, you could be like, oh yeah, did you ever see this movie or did you ever see this TV show? No? Oh, you should definitely check it out. Heck, here's my copy. Go ahead and borrow it. Let me know what you think. Where these days, Netflix alone is putting out like eight, maybe even more than eight, uh, shows, movies every week, every month. And it just, you immediately fall behind. Like you're, it's crazy to think that kids that are being born right now are already behind. And they're and yeah, they were behind at any point when they're born. But you know, most parents raise their kids, show them some movies, and they're they're sort of caught up. Whereas these days, every because of social media as well, everyone's watching movies. Everyone wants to talk about them or or shows as well. You know, how many people do you know that have been talking about Stranger Things or uh, Game of Thrones or Euphoria, Big Little Lies? I mean, the the list goes on and on and on and. I just don't know how you can do it I, 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 because I can't. And I try my hardest to keep up, but I, I can't. And it's impossible when a lot of these shows are 22-hour-long episodes for one season. And then, you you know, it, it's, it's almost annoying to the point where it's like, come on, I, I don't have time to watch all of this. So why would you pay money to drive out and go to the, the theater when you can stay home and catch up on all these shows that you need to watch for free? Or obviously for your monthly price. So there's that. And and I get that. I understand. I, I don't feel like that's something that's affected me very much. Because I, I love going to the movies. And like I said, I, as I'll explain later, I see a lot of movies. So that, that's where I think I kind of have a unique perspective. In that, no, I am not a critic. But at the same time... I'm the I'm the guy going to these movies. So the critics and and the the studios are always like, "Oh, you know, I don't want to make this movie. No one's going to go see it." Or, "How dare you guys? Uh Booksmart was a phenomenal movie, but no you guys never didn't go and see it. Shame on you." Well, I did. I I saw all those movies. I try to see every movie because I want to support the movies that I like. And um obviously AMC is the one doing the support for me because I'm paying them to do so. But regardless, I 
I'm not, and I I don't think ne- I don't think negatively of people who can't go see those movies or when these movies bomb. I don't I don't ever think of it as a negative light. I do get sad for certain movies. Uh, so, I mean, the first one coming to my mind is Blade Runner 2049. That was one of my favorite movies of all time now, and uh, uh, no one went and saw that movie. I mean, a good a good portion of people, but not enough for it to justify a sequel. Which again, at the grand scheme of things, who cares, right? Who cares about a sequel? But that's the that's the mindset that we have been trained on now. Is a movie is deemed to be good because it's got a sequel coming, or because it's made a, a billion dollars, two billion dollars. I would like to point out. Uh, and I'm going to quote Vision from Avengers Age of Ultron, that a thing is not beautiful because it lasts. And uh, I think I'm using that incorrectly. But essentially, a movie is not good because it makes money. A movie is good because the people who went and saw it thought it was good. That's it. Bar none, that's it. At the end of the day, yes, these studios are trying to make money. That's the whole point. It's a business, and it's it's a business I love, but it's a business. They're trying to make money. But on our end, if they've made the movie and the movie has come out in theaters already, you know it's going to either come to streaming or DVD. So if you love it, you can pick up a copy of Blu-ray for yourself. But at the end of the day, if there's a movie that comes out that you really love, who cares how much money it makes? Who cares how much? And that's okay. That's why nothing that's beautiful lasts. Is who cares if it gets a sequel? Who cares if it gets ten sequels? Just enjoy that current movie that you have right now, and be thankful that you're alive to see that movie and the hundreds of other movies that you've seen so much. I mean, when you think when you think about it, you know, a hundred years ago, two hundred years ago, movies didn't even exist. What did all those people do? What I can't imagine how I would have even lived in the 1700s, um, staring out at the prairie and going, "Man, uh, I mean, that's all." I wouldn't even know what to talk about. I guess you know. Oh, I think the grass grew another inch, and uh, watch out! There's a tumbleweed over there. Holy crap! Uh, sorry, Dad. Yeah, I'll help you fix the the swinging back door on our our one room house made out of wood uh, from the trees that we chopped down in the forest. Um, no, I'm too busy going to see Avengers Endgame for the eighth time. Uh, it's just we live in a very different time, and it's something that a lot of people take for granted. Look at look at it this way. Box Office Mojo for this weekend, there were 43 movies that were in theaters. 43. The lowest movie was a movie called Free Trip to Egypt that was in two theaters, made $767. Um, I don't even know what that movie is about, but... That's that's a movie. That's a movie that you can go see. Stuber is on this list. Midsummer is still out in theaters. Rocket Man, Avengers Endgame made ninety eight thousand dollars this weekend. That's crazy. That's still making money. Um, but it's just that's where I try to come in it from a positive side of it. Yeah, um, movies have been corporatized and commodified a lot. And, you know, everyone can say that you're not wrong about, oh, you know, they only changed the costumes of the superheroes for merchandising. Yeah, it's probably true. But at the same time, are you going to want to see them in the same costume during every single movie? It's cool to see them in new costumes. And that's just that's an aside. But regardless, I don't I can't speak for Hollywood in general. And I certainly can't speak for what the movie theater scene is going to look like in 10, 15 years. But right now, in this moment, I think things are going pretty good, especially these last few years. I mean, people are, they're losing their minds over, it's, it's, it's like Twitter especially has just become this breeding ground for 
um, people's mental complaints. And I say mental complaints because you're not talking on Twitter. You're basically telepathically speaking with people, right? You're something pops up in your head and you type it out and say it. So it's not you saying it, it's your brain saying it. So half the time, the things that you're saying, you may not even mean. I know speaking from experience that, you know, when I shoot a text message to somebody in anger or, you know, I I make a, a upset tweet, if I was actually saying it in real life, I probably wouldn't have said it. Or I would have waited a little bit to think about it. But when we're just thinking from our head, this is also a new technology, right? Twitter is brand is very new. And so a lot of people just have this, I guess, subconscious bias towards big business. And again, there's there's a lot a lot warranted there for sure. There's a lot of bad stuff. But at the end of the day, you're still getting these movies. You're still getting great movies year after year after year. And I'm sorry that you're not getting 50 amazing movies every single year, which again, granted, you're not going to watch all 50 of those movies. But if you get it, even if you got five good movies during the year, five great movies during the year, isn't that enough? Or are you you so spoiled that you want more than five? Because guess what? You're going to get more than five. We, We live in a great time. So the reason I say this, and the main reasons I say this is is twofold. I woke up this morning and I saw a tweet and I saw a news article. And I'm not going to reference who said the tweet, nor am I going to reference where I saw this article, though, you know, if you're paying attention, you you'll probably be able to find out. But I don't want to give them any credit for this. I I don't like stirring the pot in that sense. When like when people retweet a negative tweet or retweet some sort of clickbait news article saying, Oh, this is trash. Why are you retweeting it then? Why are you giving it the clicks? Why are you giving it the likes? You shouldn't do that. It's the same. It's the same with like uh, when someone commits a crime or whatnot, and uh, they say, "Well, we're not going to release their name so that they're not they're not put in infamy." I like that. I like you know going down without knowing anything. So the first thing I saw, which we'll discuss, is this um, this article. So the article. And I'm going to try and even just uh, not say the full headline of the article so you uh, you know, don't waste your time trying to find this and reading it because the article itself was trash. But essentially was that because of Lion King's box office at this point, we are now we are being sentenced to a lifetime of Disney remakes. And I just I mean, I, I think I saw this before I went to bed. Because I I don't I would have been in a war, way worse mood today if I'd have saw it when I woke up. But um, I just yeah I get it. We we live in a society now where you've got websites that need to get the clicks, and you'll say whatever you need to get a click. And obviously I've clicked it now multiple times because I'm referencing it, and I read it yesterday. But um, it's just like come on, we're we're no. How about we're living in a time where there are a bunch of old animated movies by Disney that are being remade for a new generation. And yeah, some of them are hit or miss, and some of them are exact retreads of the old movie, like Lion King. But who are you to judge if there's there's uh, over a billion dollars worth of this movie of people who are basically putting their money where their mouth is and saying, I like this movie. Lion King's at $496 million in the U.S., that is insane. It's the number two movie of the year. It just became, I think, the number one animated movie of all time, uh, passing Frozen. And that was something they discussed in the article, too, was Frozen was a creative movie. It was an original movie. And um, no, I don't think so. I think it was based off of a book. It was based off of, I'm sure, some sort of, uh, not a poem, but like a um, a fairy tale, like just like, uh, not Lion King, but, you know, a lot of the Disney movies. And again, who cares? 
right? Who cares at the end of the day? Oh, I'm sorry that this movie is a remake of a, a book from eight, the 1800s. Uh, was your five-year-old kid, has he read that book uh, multiple times and he's not going to want to see this movie? Or is he a little kid who just loves animated movies and is going to get to see a live-action, quote-unquote live-action Lion King movie that is, um, special effects-wise, phenomenal and something that's probably going to change his life and who knows, may make him want to be someone who can create a movie like that one day or wants to be someone someone who lives out in the Serengeti, regardless, why is that your business to judge? It's like, it just seems like whenever a movie, specifically a Disney movie, does really well, people have to start throwing stones at that movie so they can appear to be protecting or fighting for the lower grossing movies during the year that don't do so well. And I'll tell you this much from what I've learned, your one cry, your one complaint is is on, is going on deaf ears because clearly, like I said, $496 million, worldwide it's at $1.4 billion. So how can you, how can you complain? Again, you can complain all you want, but where's your justification for that? Because that's a lot of people who are going to see that movie and that's a lot of people who either liked it or at least liked it enough to pay for a ticket. The same goes for Avengers Endgame, Captain Marvel, and that brings me to the second thing, which was this tweet. And I, I can't even reference where I found, or who the tweet was by because I tried looking it up and I couldn't find it. But the essential piece of it was the tweet said, here's what we're looking at for the top 10 movies of the year right now. And I, I checked my, the math on here. This is technically accurate. It is accurate. But they wrote it as such. Number one superhero movie number two remake of an animated movie number three superhero movie number four animated movie part four sequel number five superhero movie number six remake number seven the movie us number eight a third sequel number nine a third sequel animated movie and number 10 a second sequel animated movie and uh, there was a lot of com- there was a lot of uh, comments on that one saying like oh come on dude and I-, I don't like commenting on that stuff because there's already people doing it but they were like oh my god like you know look back on 1994's um, domestic grosses because uh, it's just it's been it's so different than it was prior and you know what that's why the beauty of box office mojo is I can check on all of them. So, 2018, you've got, yeah, okay, superhero movie, superhero movie, uh, sequel to an animated movie, sequel movie, superhero, superhero, uh, animated movie that's a remake, um, sequel, superhero movie, and a biopic that's Bohemian Rhapsody. And it's just, that's fine, that's fine. So I'm going to do something where I'm going to just bust back, I don't know, we'll see. I'm going to go to maybe before things started getting into it. Let's just do, how about this, for example? Let's do 2013's domestic grosses for the top 10 movies. The Hunger Games, Catching Fire, that's a sequel. Number two, Iron Man 3, superhero movie, sequel. Number three, Frozen, animated movie, quote-unquote an original movie. Number four, Despicable Me 2, sequel. Number five, Man of Steel, superhero movie. That's impressive, good for it. Uh, I like that movie. Number six, Gravity. Ooh, original movie. Also got some Oscar buzz. Number seven, Monsters University. That's a sequel. Number eight, Hobbit, The Destination of Desolation of Smog. My favorite of the three Hobbits. And that's a sequel. Number nine, Fast and the Furious 6. That's a sequel. A sixth sequel. And then number 10, Oz, The Great and Powerful. That's a shocker as well. Um, I didn't think it would be that high up. But uh, that's a technically a sequel based off of that. So... 
This has been going on for a long time, and the problem is that is just how both the uh, it's it's a marketing issue in, in and of itself because with marketing, any sort of marketing, the easiest way to market to people is to give them something familiar. I mean, that's just human nature. People trust things that they know. They're less trusting of things they don't know. And when it comes to a movie, if it's a sequel or a familiar IP, something that uh, they've seen before, like Monsters University, it's not called Monsters 2, it's just called Monsters University, And uh, but they're going to check it out because they trust, hey, I liked the first one, I'm going to like the second one, I bet. And, uh, and it, you know, it pays off. Then a lot of people go see them because, you know, most of the time those sequels and remakes are really good. They're, they're good. There's bad ones, obviously, like, you know, the Hobbit battle for five army, five armies. It, I don't think it was bad, but it just wasn't the best of the three, but it, it just goes to say at the end of the day, you can write as many think pieces as you want about the decline of cinema, the decline of movies, but people are going to go see the movies that they like. And you and no one else is going to be able to tell them that they're wrong for doing so or they're wrong for not supporting a certain movie or that the studio is wrong for making a movie that they know is going to make money because at the end of the day, that's what they have to do. So I would recommend that you just pray that the movies that they do make are good enough for you because, yeah, it would suck if, if the, um, the next sequel or whatever is clearly a cash grab or something where no thought was put into it. But for the most part, just from this year alone, you're looking at, um, you know, Avengers Endgame was a, was a phenomenal sequel and something that's never, ever, ever been done before. But at the end of the day as well, it's, they say that this is killing the movies and that this is killing original movies. Original movies aren't, aren't doing as well. They're not this, that, and the other. Disney's buying out Fox. Comcast is buying out Time Warner, yada, yada, yada. And at the end of the day, it's just not, it's not, I don't want to say it's not true because part of me believes it is in some instances, but at the end of the day, it's just, there's such a variety of films that are out that you can see whenever you want, if you want to support them or not. And that's completely up to you. So what I wanted to do is I wanted to just prove to you a point that regard, like regardless of how these movies did, these movies all came out in theaters and most of these movies, and I would say all of them probably came out to Blu-ray and DVD as well. And again, it does not matter, in my opinion, if a movie gets a sequel or not. I, I would love it if certain movies did. I love when superhero movies get sequels, particularly Marvel movies, because certain characters are great and I want to see them again, like Thor, the Avengers. But at the end of the day, as long as that singular movie does exactly what it's trying to do, not trying to set up future movies, not trying to set up this, that, or the other, but focuses on just being a great movie, then that doesn't matter. The box office doesn't matter. The sequel effect doesn't matter. All that matters is that you yourself are interested in going to see that movie, and then you do go see that movie, and you love that movie, and then you buy it on Blu-ray, and you have it for the rest of your life. And uh, that's something that I don't think people take the time to realize, but I'm just going to give you a quick rundown of uh, of the movies in, that I saw both this that I've seen so far this year and that I saw last year in theaters that were not sequels or um, essentially those bi the big quote unquote Disney box office blowout type movies. So 
Um, Bohemian Rhapsody. There's one right there. And these are movies that I gave an eight or above. And I, there's 36 total. I'll just say all of them. Some of them are going to be, and I'll call them out. But The Strangers, Pray at Night, that was a great movie. I don't think a lot of people saw it in theaters, but it was a great movie. And uh, it was good on its own terms. Doesn't need a sequel. Didn't need to, It didn't make a lot of money, I don't think. It made $24 million compared to Bohemian Rhapsody, which made $216 million. But um, there's an original movie, or not original, but original in terms of there hasn't been a uh, a movie about Freddie Mercury before. Here's an original one, Blockers. I loved Blockers. I bought this on Blu-ray, saw it in theaters twice, and uh, grossed $59 million. Boom, there's an original movie. Bird Box, didn't come to theaters, but that was an interesting movie. Old Man and the Gun, didn't see that in theaters, but that was a great movie. Um, Incredibles 2, there's a sequel. Uh, to all the boys I loved before, that's Netflix. Leave Lo- Leave No Trace. That was a great movie. I didn't see it in theaters, but I uh, watched it from the library. Fantastic Beasts, Crimes of Grindelwald. Uh, I gave that an eight, but I'm gonna probably have to watch that again. I think I'll probably drop that because it eh, it was okay, but that movie was clearly setting up sequels, and I, I'm never a fan of that. Um, Ant Man and the Wasp, Deadpool two, The Hate You Give. That was a great movie as well. Tully awesome movie only made nine million dollars but you know what i saw that movie and i really like that movie i don't have any desire to see it again um just because there's certain movies that you only need to see once i think and uh, that's one but i think everyone needs to see it at least once because it's a great movie about motherhood and uh, mid 90s there's another great movie only made seven million sorry to bother you another great original movie 17 million uh, Vice, not an original movie, but yeah, you know, it's not, it's based off of somebody. A Quiet Place, boom, there's another one, and that made $188 million, so people clearly wanted to see that movie. Eighth Grade, there's another great one. Uh, $13 million. If Beale Street Could Talk, $14 million. that was a great movie too. I mean, I keep saying great because my rating system is eight is great. Um, Blind Spotting, didn't see that in theaters, but uh, obviously that was great. Uh, Black Klansman saw that in theaters. That's another original movie. Searching that was an original movie as well. First Man, and again, I, I not based on any IP, but I, I guess you could say First Man's kind of a cop out. It was clearly Oscar bait, but it was also a phenomenal movie. At this point, we're getting into the nines. Uh, Aquaman, that's a superhero movie. Fine. Game Night, boom. There's another original movie. Mandy, holy crap, Mandy. Uh, Mandy made one million dollars. And it should have made way more than that. But it's a very cult-following movie. But that's a perfect example right there of an original movie out in theaters that is wild and out there. And not a lot of people went and saw it, but it already has a cult following. So there's, boom, there's your movie. Uh, Hereditary, there you go. Annihilation, yeah, it's based on a book, but that I thought that movie was one of my favorite movies of the whole year. Yeah, because these, the, these are my 10s. These are my 10s for 2018, where Annihilation... Avengers Infinity War, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, and Isle of Dogs, which was also an original Wes Anderson movie. So that's at least, uh, I should have been counting, but at least 10, 15 original movies out of 133 titles that I rated from 2018. So that's pretty good, I I would say, in terms of originality. And then this year already, I've seen 46 movies, and uh, just from the eights and aboves, You've got Long Shot, that was an original movie. Uh, the Farewell, Midsummer, Booksmart, 
uh, Us, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, there's a lot. There are a lot of original movies to balance out the non-original movies like Avengers Endgame, Spider-Man Far From Home. And uh, so that's that's what I'm trying to say is when people try and create controversy where there doesn't need to be any controversy, I think the controversy can start when Disney starts putting, because the only reason Disney's putting out so many movies this year and so many big movies this year is because they want to bulk up their library for when they they introduce Disney Plus, and that's who who can blame them? That's a very smart business strategy. But like next year, they're not. It's not as many movies are coming out, and you've got some great ones coming like Mulan and uh, Black Widow, The Eternals. Um, I think that movie. Uh, what is it? Onward is coming out next year, though. I've mixed feelings about that movie, but they're just, it's like, it seems like people are always trying to get you outraged by something, whether that's movies or anything else. And I think just life would be a lot easier if you just let that stuff go. So my advice to you, if you're still listening at this point is just enjoy whatever movies you like enjoying. If there's a movie in theaters that you love, like John Wick chapter three, um, who cares if that's a threequel? Go see it. I watched that movie twice in theaters. I loved it. I thought that was a phenomenal movie, and I don't care that it's a sequel. I want more John Wick because that's something familiar to me. It's something that I love, and those movies are really well made. So to all of you out there who are complaining about movie theater or about cinema dying or about these big corporations turning things and, and destroying them... Uh, I just I, I feel sorry for you. I'm, I'm I really do because I can see where you're coming from, and I I would be so mad if in ten years the only movies coming out are Disney remakes. That would suck. That would be the worst thing in the world. But you know what would happen? People would stop going to the movies, and then the whole movie theater system would collapse. And they're smarter than that. They need they know that there's got to be these big movies so that there's also other movies in the theater like Us or Booksmart, because at the end of the day, those movies are still going to keep getting made, um, because someone there is going to believe in whatever vision that is, and they're going to release it, good or bad, and you have to think, even for stuff like that, like especially Booksmart, that movie only made, oh, it made $22 million, that's really great, and uh, I don't think the studio putting that movie out thought, ooh, I really hope this movie does well so we can make a Booksmart 2 or a spinoff called The uh, the Smart Books, a book about two, a story about two books that are going to college. Um, I don't think that was their plan or their intention. I think they're just putting these movies out. So if there's a movie that you love, love that movie to death. And if that movie didn't do so well in theaters, don't knock the movies that did do well in theaters because your taste just is a little different than most of society. And that is a good thing sometimes. It's good to be different. So uh, at the end of the day, and I think I had talked about this with somebody at one point who had said that they liked a lot of movies that a lot of other people don't like. And I had asked them, I said, well, so what? what's your reason for that? And not to be mean, but I was saying like, in your head, do you get a sense of feeling like you're in like a special club where um, like you're one of the very few people that actually likes this movie and you have good reasons for it? Doesn't that make you feel kind of special that it feels like that movie is more your movie, that this movie was made for you and holy cow, it made it into theaters just for you? I feel that way with like the Marvel movies, but I know now a lot of people feel that way. So it's it's nice to not feel alone. But at the same time, certain movies like Mandy, I feel like that's one of those movies that's like a special movie just for me because it just it 
it combined a lot of things that I love in movies, like a great soundtrack, uh, crazy cinematography, excellent acting by Nicolas Cage, creepy stuff. And um, so I, in that way, I feel like I'm part of a special club of people who love Mandy because not a lot of people went and saw it. So just just know that at the end of the day, uh, to quote, and this is, I guess, a very current quote because I've been playing a lot of Minecraft, mind your own business. If, if there's a movie that you love, mind that movie to death enjoy it watch it as many times as you want love on it share with other people that you love it and if someone gives you crap for it because um there being a big disney movie out that ruined its chances well you know what there's a lot of people who like those disney movies too and that's totally fine because at the end of the day we're all just trying to be entertained and we're all just trying to be distracted so that we don't have to worry about um you know what's happening down the road as we all move towards the inevitable end the inevitable end game um so love what you love enjoy what you like and uh don't worry about people talking negatively about things because at the end of the day it's just that one person doing it and yeah there may be a ton of them doing it but they're all just they're they're just complainers and it's a lot easier to enjoy things than it is to complain about them um and that may not be true. It may actually be uh, easy to complain these days, especially with Twitter. But that's a rant, and that's a rant that I'm going to close down shop on. So that's my thoughts on the current state of movies along with the weekend box office. I will be back with you guys next week if there's any movies that I see. And uh, tune in on Monday when we talk about Monday. Tune in tomorrow when we talk about the new comics coming out on Marvel Unlimited. I'm your host, Alex Klein, and this is Comics and Cinema.